But I'm a little I'm a little geeked out because I'm kind of a, a huge fan of our first guest today. Uh, representing, I haven't, I, I get it dusted off. I haven't used it in a while. Our Democrat of the day is coming to us uh, from District 66A, which if you don't know, that is over on the uh, west side of St. Paul, north of 94, right onto the Minneapolis border. Representative Lee Finke is kind enough to join us right now to talk about this last session, plus a uh, fundraiser for her new organization, the Queer Equity Institute, and she's kind enough to take some time to talk to us about that today. Representative, thank you very much. I sure appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure, my absolute pleasure. I hope you don't mind me talking a little shop here because you guys at the at St. Paul, you did an amazing job. That was the most spectacular session I have ever seen in my entire life. Huge round of applause. Amazing the amount of stuff that you guys got done over there. Yeah, I, I've I've been telling people it's almost too bad that it was my first year because we'll just <laughs> never do anything like this again. <laughs> that is absolutely I mean, it, perfect. It was tremendously successful. Uh, you yourself, obviously, not only uh, you know great education bills, tax bills, all these things, transportation infrastructure. Uh, this this was personal for you. Uh, talk a little bit about um, the the bills to you know making Minnesota a transgender refugee state, as well as 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 ending some of the bigotry that was was written into the laws of the state of Minnesota. Yeah. So you know, my big push this year was the trans refuge bill. As you mentioned, it was a bill to protect uh, trans people who live in states that have banned access to gender-affirming care, this law says you can come here and you can access that care and we will protect you from the state. Um, the legal repercussions in other states, uh, it's a model that we've seen California and a couple other states take and it's getting more popular now as we see, continue to see states banning health care for trans people, uh, including three of our neighboring states, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Iowa. Um, Texas and Florida are just about to. It has been a very dystopian year for trans people in this country. And uh, this is something that we could do that would say not only do we reaffirm our commitment to equality for all people, but we will welcome those who need help. And that's something that Minnesota has always been about. We've always tried to be a welcoming place for people who need help. Um, and right now, my community really needs it. So I was really proud to be able to do that work. Well, and, and you know. Well, and I was going to—I was, I was going to say that it just—you know, okay, let's just call it what it is. The Republicans—they had—they—they uh, they were anti-abortion forever. The overturning of Roe v. Wade last year ended up being political a nightmare for them. So now they've gone on to try to find their new social program, you know, social warrior cause that they hopefully can get people on board with. And I—I got to imagine it's incredibly disheartening to to have yourself and your community targeted very specifically that these people are coming after you specifically just because this for for an attempt to try to to make political points it is it is disgusting on on such an an ugly level yeah i i appreciate you saying that because it is this this is not an organic movement right this was a decision no. that was made no. by a small group of people one of their people who organized this that we threw all the spaghetti at the wall, and trans people are what stuck, right? They made this decision. Uh, it almost makes it harder when you know they don't actually care about you, right? They're just doing it because they think it wins them votes, um, and they're just decimating our community. And you're right. It's a political decision, and 
it's very difficult to be trying to navigate it, and I'm I'm grateful that I'm navigating it from Minnesota. Um, but you know, most of my community is not in Minnesota. You know, mm-hmm. we're just one state out of fifty, so we got to do everything we can. The and and we also still have you know, unfortunately, I'll call it roadblocks here in Minnesota. Um, you've yourself uh, been personally attacked from conservative leaning groups. I know that there has been aggressive stances from some of the Republicans uh, as regards to 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 trans rights in the state uh, and LGBTQ rights across the board as well. And, 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 and that as well, I mean, that made me mad. You know, you know, if you can't win the argument, don't get into the point where you're starting to personally attack people just because you can't win. And and that is it. It is so, in my mind, anti-Minnesotan to see such disgusting behavior from the, the right in this country. Yeah, that was something that I expected before I ran for office. But I guess I was still a little naive until you get there. You don't know quite how vicious it's going to be. And. I learned my lesson. Uh, it was pretty hard for a while there, especially as it relates to the Take Pride Act, which is mm-hmm. another bill we did, the Minnesota Human Department of Human Rights, updating some old language that was homophobic in 1993 when it passed, and it was still homophobic today, and it created just a, an unbelievable backlash towards me personally and the whole queer caucus mm-hmm. for, for trying to just make one small fix to language that was just outdated and harmful. The 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 positive sign, though, is you are in Minnesota. Democrats did win across the board. That's 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 elections have consequences. Um, Yeah, I know you uh, some of the members of the Minnesota legislature met with Zoe Zephyr, the uh, the uh, the transgender representative from out in Montana. And it's a very different world there um, where, you know, she's basically being persecuted constantly, not even being allowed a, a place to sit in the Capitol to work, even though she's been censured, you know, it, it does, you know, as you see that, and that breaks your heart to see that kind of level of bigotry just out there so proudly displayed from the right, you know, at least here in Minnesota, we, we have created this safe zone. And, and with the leadership of the DFL, we've been able to, to get some real major accomplishments done. Yeah. I, I mean, I, What's happened to Representative Zephyr in Montana, who I've gotten to know through through this work, is really disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Um, it also happened to Representative Maury Turner in Oklahoma, another trans person who was censored by the GOP. Um, it's really, I, I have spent a lot of time this year reflecting on the fact that at, despite everything that I experience in this job, at the end of the day, we win our votes. Mm-hmm. You know, and for for Zoe and Maury, they have to sit and take all of it, and then they see their rights taken away at mm-hmm. the end. And it is, it's got to be extremely difficult. My hand goes out to them for being able to, to continue to serve and fight in those places where, um, you just simply don't have the votes. It's a totally different world. Uh, let them know I support them. A lot of people do support them, even though they're not. We're not in Oklahoma and Montana specifically, but it's it is they do have support and they love because this is just not right. What's going on in some of these states? Uh, one last question about the Minnesota legislature, and I'll get to, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about the Queer Equity Institute. Um, you know, give me another bill. Talk about. Uh, I mean, so many came forward. There were so many good bills. Uh, why, why don't you share with me another one that you personally were like, you know, yep, we're getting it right with this bill. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There are so many. You know, one of the other things that I'm really passionate and excited about is uh, environmental work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, I 
I sort of took on the role of tree lady at the Capitol this year, and I and I wrote the bill for the emerald ash borer response, which is a, a a really big problem that the whole state is dealing with as our ash trees um, continue to die, and we're cutting down trees like very very often in great great numbers. Right, so it was very important to me that not only did we have a response for how to manage that, but we had funding to make sure that we're planting trees. Um, especially in the in the city, we've cut down so many trees, yeah. and getting urban canopy back for people it's it's a it's a health crisis as well as an environmental crisis. And I was really proud to be able to do that work in the environment committee. And I'm going to keep fighting that fight because you know everything else aside, like we need trees. And and I should mention, uh, we had Sven Sungard on the air uh, about a year, year and a half ago, and he talked about the fact that emerald ash borer specifically, it needs to get a certain temperature down below zero for them to kill the eggs. And it's not doing that anymore. So it is becoming a much bigger crisis statewide. And uh, and, moving. Go ahead. It's just it's moving really quickly. And, you know, we had the Dutch elm disease in the 70s and we had to cut down a billion trees and we replaced those trees with ash trees. Yeah. So now all of when you have a billion ash trees in this state that we have to deal with, so it's, <laughs> and it's happening quicker and quicker and quicker, just like Sven said. Well, and and Rick Hansen, uh, Representative Rick Hansen, we've had him on the air multiple times. That whole committee that did the environmental bill, just top notch. That bill is amazing too. I mean, it's oh my goodness, oh it's just so great, you guys. Everyone there, it was just, I could not believe it. it and, and I have people calling me from Ohio, Florida, Georgia, New York, like, how is Minnesota getting all this stuff done? And I said, because it's unified and we realize there's a right and a wrong, and we're basically making sure we do things right. Yeah, I mean, we it ended up being a joke that every bill was transformational, but every bill was transformational, right? Yeah. The, every finance bill that we did. Environment was the biggest, boldest piece of environmental legislation we have ever passed. And that is just true of every single finance bill. It was tremendous. Uh, June is Pride Month, and uh, you uh, basically have launched a new organization, the Queer Equity Institute. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I decided since I didn't have enough to do at the Capitol, I would also (laughs) start a nonprofit this year. Um, So the Queer Equity Institute is an organization that... um, the idea for it germinated out of my run for office um, as a single mom and uh, working full time and trying to run. And it was very difficult and I didn't know enough. I didn't have the social capital, let alone the financial capital. Um, so I started thinking about how we can kind of bridge those gaps. And after talking to a lot of people, we decided that the Queer Equity Institute is the answer. It's a fellowship granting organization um, that will... You know, in our first year or two, we're looking at a cohort of 10 to 20 people who will get $10,000 in fellowship money and support, both um, social and institutional support to achieve what they already know they can do, right? These are already queer leaders in our communities, but they just need financial and social support to get that work done. Um, So it'd be fellowships in media, arts, business and then social and civic engagement, Um, people who are interested in politics or starting a small business. Uh, We just want to support the queer community, who is what we know is true, historically disadvantaged, both socially and financially, and and we want to start filling that gap. You've got a fundraiser, uh, an event going on uh, tomorrow from 6 to 11 p.m. at the Solar Arts Building. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we are having... um, 
a big party, a big <laughs> casino and drag bingo party. We're going to have casino games. Um, we have a couple of drag performers doing bingo. We're going to have uh, silent auction, art, uh, lots of things going on. There's going to be, you know, there'll be even like air hockey and ping pong. And just like, it's just a big party in a room full of people who want to support the work. I, what I've been saying is that like, this is work that if you like what we're doing at the Capitol, we need to do it statewide and we need to do it year round. And developing queer community and queer leadership is one of the most direct ways that we can make sure that the wins that we have from the Capitol continue to be supported outside of the Capitol. So we can't, the work doesn't stop now that we're out of session. We got to keep doing the work to keep our people moving forward. You know, it, it's what you just said there. One of the things I, I think is is so important, as you said, is it's it's there's a, there's there is a, a large community here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, but there are LGBTQ people, transgender people across the state who are generally sometimes in communities that are not supportive, and 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 it's it's a very hard existence. And, and making sure that we do get out into these communities, it's not just a metro area thing, it's a statewide thing, is that, no, from border to border, Minnesota is one Minnesota, we're not going to tolerate this, and, and we're going to help wherever we can. I think that is so important. Yeah, thank you so much. And, I, and I, I, that point is so important, and I talk, talk about this at the Capitol all the time. Every single district has trans people in it. Yes. I was getting messages from people in very small towns throughout Minnesota who have been living for 10, 20 years um, as their full authentic self, many of them passing, people who don't know, and they're starting to get nervous because suddenly everyone's talking about trans people. Right? People were just people were in every community living our lives, and that's just all we're asking for an opportunity to do. But for some reason, it's getting harder, and we need to keep the work going to make sure we're safe. Uh, the Casino and Drag Bingo Party uh, tomorrow night, Solar Arch Building, that's above Indeed Brewing. Uh, do you, you, there, I've got a link here. I'm going to make sure I put this out on the social media pages for people that want to get tickets for this. Uh, can you get tickets at the door? Um, if you show up at the door, you can, yeah, the tickets at the door are $50 and you can do that. Yep. All right. Uh, there is a link here that, that has all the tickets on there. I will get that out there tonight to make sure get as many people out there because once a, when it's, it's pride month, so why not go out there and celebrate and by the way, help out as if you can, this great new organization that's going to do a lot of good work here in the state of Minnesota, the Queer Equity Institute led by representative Lee Finke. Uh, representative, I am a huge fan. I, you're inspirational. It is truly just a privilege to get to talk with you, but it's also just kind of fun to talk about. Wow. The, the DFL kicked caboose over there and thank you for being part of that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so grateful to be a part of this this moment in our state's politics and i really appreciate the chance to talk about it all my best thank you very much for the time representative lee finke of course this is 66a democrat of the day i will get the links out here uh queer equity casino night dot rsvpify.com i'll get that out on the social media point, uh, accounts, um, at Matt McNeil Show on Twitter, Matt McNeil Show Progressive Citizen X on Facebook, on Mastodon as well. I'll get it all posted out there. Get the tickets. Go join them tomorrow night, 6 to 11, at the Solar Arts Building, and help out, once again, the Queer Equity Institute as they get ready to do a lot of good work in the state of Minnesota. Thank you very much, Representative. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.
Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. 